Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks for April 22nd, 2016. This is number 157. I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. Morning, Jason. Good morning, Brian. How are you? Uh, you know, it's the day the music died. The day the music died. Why is that? Well, Prince. You know, I Prince's death actually affected me more than I thought it was going uh, to. It uh, really me, did. Me too. I'm actually, personally, I could uh, give or take on his music. I am very much, uh, I recognize his genius, however, and especially as a performer. Um, it's just, I think, you know, young. Uh, Bowie, you know, Bowie definitely I was way more into, but he was also quite old. <laughs> yeah. Prince is only uh, 57. I, yeah. And I, I know that me, myself and I, uh, went through three different cassettes of, you know, with little red Corvette and 1999 and all that. And I, I wore them out because I was such a fan of his back in the day. Mm -hmm. And I also built his first website. Uh, well, in a large part, I, I have a personal connection with him as well in terms of my career. Um, you know, I really got started in the music industry due to, um, uh, basically the mentoring of uh, Steve Farnoli, who was uh, Prince's manager through the the big period and um, also Sinead's manager and, you know, obviously hooked up uh, the song for them. So nothing compares to you and all that sort of stuff. So Prince being a big part of, of my life and my career as well. So interesting and sad. Yeah, no. And also since my roommate is uh, in the music industry, we had, we just had phone calls all day long from people who, cause she, you know, knows everybody. Um, <laughs> Like Barry Gordy called the house yesterday, right? Oh, he, he's the founder of Motown, mm -hmm. and he called the house to, to to make sure that Shay was doing okay. That's cool. So, I mean, that's how. I mean, that's kind of how much it affected our house yesterday. It was a big deal, and yeah, yeah, uh, same here as well. Because uh, the whole group of people that I met through Steve Arnoli and around Steve Arnoli, everybody was on Facebook and sharing personal thoughts and reminiscences and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, big deal. Yeah, no, it is a major deal, and it looks like he probably OD'd on Oxy. Yeah. So, which, you know, <laughs> it's it's the biggest problem in the country right now. Is it is, and and when you think about the fact that actually he's, uh, you know, a fairly staunch Jehovah's Witness and wasn't even supposed to be taking medication at all to uh, to be addicted to a painkiller is not good. No, I, I I know too many people that that have the same problem, and it's. It, it's terrible. It, it, this, this whole like prescription society that we have right now, which is, you know, kind of something I'm personally going through, which you know about. Yes. Um, so I'm going to just, I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw this out and we're going to be putting up to speed on hold for a while because I have some personal mental health issues myself that I'm going through and uh, I'm going to be going on a, on a sabbatical as it were to uh, deal with them and go back to be with my family for a bit. And, yep. um, and I'm happy you're doing that. Yeah, me too. Me too. Because, you know, there was, there was a time a couple weeks ago where this show would almost be gone because I would have been gone. And that's just stupid. Um, I had a friend a long time ago in high school that uh, hung himself because of a breakup with a girlfriend. Right. So for the past, you know, 25 years, I just, I'm like, suicide is stupid. You're, you're just a coward. You're a horrible person. You don't care about anybody else. And then when that same thing happened to me, I found out that no, 
it has nothing to do with that. You're actually sick and you're not thinking right. And so if anybody else is going through that, go talk to somebody, find some help because there's, it's not a choice. It's, it's a problem, you know? Yeah. Yes. So, um, just telling everybody that there's, there's always help and your friends will always back you up. I've, yes. I've, you know, I've between you and all of the friends of the show, Teeter, Bob, everybody, you know, I'm getting a little teary eyed, but, um, everybody has helped me through this. So we're going to, we're going to put up to speed on hold for a bit. Yep. And, and uh, uh, Hey, Grumpy Old Geeks is not going on hold because if we, miss, if we miss a Grumpy Old Geeks or two, that's okay, Jason. Uh, uh, your health is more important. So, you know, if it, we're not planning on that happening, but if it does, it does. If it, if it, if it does, it does. But you know, working with you is one of the highlights of my, my day. So, you know, that's why it's, that's why it actually hurts to put up to speed on hold because I have so much fun doing that show with you every day and doing this show every Friday. Um, it's, it, it's the highlight of my week. So I'm going to try to, uh, not let that happen. Good. Um, excellent. Now, now speaking uh... of, speaking of things that didn't happen, <laughs> the, the RM dash RF hoax that we talked about last week with the guy yes. who supposedly did his, uh, he, he, he removed his entire company by typing in, you know, delete yeah. all, which yeah. is, uh, basically it ended up being a not very good marketing play. Yeah, no, he's, uh, he's a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> you sir are a douchebag. Yes, you are. Um, and a hat tip to Kenny in London who we love. We love Kenny. He keeps sending us great stuff, but yeah, yes, this does. was, uh, it, it, we got, we got, we got bit on that one. Uh, so did most of the world. So everybody I'm not, I'm not bit, gonna feel yeah. too bad about this. Cause, uh, I pulled the story from fairly reputable, uh, tech sites. So no, no, everybody, yeah, no, <laughs> I saw it on CNN. Come on. Yeah. Which is not a fair, well, fairly, fairly reputable tech that site. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, just tie into Prince. I was, uh, I switched it over to CNN briefly, uh, when all the stuff was going on. And of course they were doing, I can't, it was Don Lemon's show. And, and there was a, a woman reporter that was at the, uh, at, uh, I believe Prince's uh, somewhere in Minneapolis, one of the clubs that was basically just started an all day dance party. And he was like, well, you, uh, obviously you must have a couple of, uh, favorite Prince songs. What do you think is your favorite one? And she went, oh, you know, all of them. That, ans- <laughs> that answer means you don't fucking know a single one. And what the hell are you doing, doing this story? You know what though? I have so much respect for Don Lemon. I, I did not like that guy until I was watching the, uh, new year's Eve special when he was down in new Orleans he was drunk off his gourd. Oh, awesome. And he was in a hot tub and like the, the, his co-host that was with him, she's like, you know what? I'm going to take over right now because you're too <laughs> drunk to actually talk on camera and said that on camera. It was great. Fantastic. And like he it. just came out of the closet as gay. So, oh, hey, good for him. Yeah. So, All right. I like him a lot then. No, he, 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 you know what? After watching him on that, on that new year's Eve thing, I'm like, this guy has so much personality. <laughs> I love him. And he's still, and he will call bullshit on guests who are terrible. That's fantastic. Yeah, no, uh, he's, he's, he's got a huge career ahead of him. He's, he's going to be the next Anderson Cooper for sure. Okay. And both gay, both gay. Yeah, All right. Well, yeah. Okay. Speaking of bullshit, uh, along, uh, Oh man. What two three months two three months ago you you brought up the story about how psychology is uh, basically an entire load of bullshit and there's a real problem with replicating studies in psychology yes and uh, we followed up for that a bit and uh, guess what's come out in the news now what now <laughs> cancer are, wait wait are we are we right again or is this us being wrong no this is this is just 
actually sad and it's a horrible state of the world to be in. Cancer research is suffering from the same problem as psychology. Oh, no. Cancer research is complete and utter shit. And they are not able to replicate some of the initial studies, any of the studies. They're having the exact same problem as psychology did with cancer research. We are apparently not getting any closer at all. All the money that we're spending, $28 billion in just in the U.S. And we can't replicate anything. Mm. This is bad. And you know what this makes me think of? This makes me think of the uh, three-body problem. I'm starting to wonder. If that Chinese, the, the Chinese sci-fi book that we both read, if, if people aren't, if, if alien cultures aren't messing with our science, because that's what they did in the book. Remember? Yeah. They, showed, they yeah. showed up, but basically stopped us from being able to replicate things. Yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly the same problem. Yeah. It's and like, here we are having it in real life. Yeah. The three body problem, basically they broke physics for, mm-hmm. uh, for us. And now we just can't, we can't even break just basic science. This is yeah. insane. Yeah. Now, uh. not, to, not to make light of your issues, Jason, I'm certainly not. As you know, I'm, I'm very concerned about your, your health here. But why don't you tell us, a uh, staunch drone believer, about how you practically killed yourself with a drone? I didn't kill myself. <laughs> I almost took a finger off, okay? There's a big difference. So, yes, just as some backstory, in case it's the first time you happen to be listening, Jason and I have been battling about, the, uh, about drones for quite some time. I am aghast at the fact that people are a- able to use these and buy these without licenses that the FAA came out and said, oh, you know, if it's a smaller drone, nothing wrong with that. Go ahead. No, re- no restrictions, no laws whatsoever. Fly it around a huge group of people. Doesn't matter. Uh, Jason has been saying, yeah, that's, that's, that's the way it should be. Uh, Jason got your drone. Uh, you gave it a shot. And what happened again? So here's, I have been, I have been in tears laughing about this because <laughs> I, I, as soon as this happened to me, I I got my drone. I bought it from the Boing Boing store. Mm-hmm. The two or $350 uh, brushless Husan drone, right? Right. They sent me the wrong one first. They sent me, they, they didn't send me the black one. They sent me the, uh, the Snoop Dogg white and gold version. So I got, <laughs> or the P Diddy drone is what I call it. I call it P Diddy. Um, but I also call it the USS Irony because mm-hmm. within 30 seconds of owning this drone, my hand was profusely bleeding because my dog tried to attack it as the wind was blowing and it was coming at her. And, um, yeah, I have, I have multiple lacerations on my fingers from the blades on this drone. And so would you call something like that safe to operate around a large group of people? Absolutely not. It's, it, it wasn't even a large group of people. It was me and my dog. <laughs> And you think, you know, perhaps maybe some courses and and maybe some sort of certificate that you have to get to be able to operate that might be a good idea. I think that might actually be the way to go because these things are. (laughs) Now, who was saying that for months now? I know you were. That's why I've been laughing the whole time because I'm like, you know what? I can't even fake this one when I I come on the show. I'm like, Brian was right. I can't even fake it because. (laughs) It's a banner day, grumpy old geeks. It is a banner day. Um. This thing tore the shit out of my hand. I because those blades go so fast that mm-hmm. you know. Okay, so on my my left hand, I on my knuckle, I have six cuts that all got infected, and then on the <laughs> inside of the finger, I've got another like five cuts. And the fun part about that one was, I didn't realize why it was still infected because like you know, put neosporin on it. I'm like, oh yeah, 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 peroxide, all that stuff. I didn't realize that a piece of the blade had broken off in my finger. Oh, God. <laughs> and I had to pull it out. <laughs> this is just awesome. Um, they <clears throat> are 
they're a ton of fun. I, 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 I will stand by the fact that having one is a ton of fun. There but are, they are so, so unbelievably dangerous. <laughs> I can list off a great many things that are incredibly fun, but not necessarily safe. Yeah. Guns. <laughs> tons of fun, but dangerous. <laughs> yes. And drones also tons of fun, but oh gotcha. my God. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, this is also one of the first times that we have had our show title basically a week in advance. Yes. Cause I have named my drone, the USS irony, because it is just ironic that immediately the thing just, I mean, my hand was covered in blood. <laughs> it's ridiculous, <laughs> but they're fun. They're definitely a lot of fun. Uh, you just have to learn how to fly them. And there's the instruction manual is half in Chinese, half in English. And it was just like, oh, this stick kind of goes this way, this way. And, I, and but and the, you know, the, yeah, they um, <laughs> what I and here. Here's the other thing with the dogs, the noise from the rotors freak the hell out of the dogs, all the dogs in the neighborhood. It wasn't just Bam Bam that went crazy. All the dogs within like a two block radius were barking and going crazy. It's nuts. Um, but it's still fun mm-hmm. if you don't cut your hand off. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, so I, Brian, I know you're being smug, but I, I'm uh, agreeing. Uh, I'm agreeing with you sorry, on this was, ex- was, exact point that yes, you actually should have to have a class on how to fly these fucking things before you get one in the mail period. I, I wasn't actually being smug. I was doing shots because you mentioned your dog. Oh, okay. It's only it's only nine thirty. That's okay. You can do shots. Um, so, uh, one of my favorite bands of all time is the Rizillos, and I found a, a video of them doing a song called uh, "Flying Saucer Attack," which was their their big hit from nineteen seventy eight. So I put that in the show notes because since we're not doing up to speed for a while, I do miss <laughs> having the song of the day. Well, we can bring it back into this. The song of the day for today is Flying Saucer Attack from the Rosillos because they were an amazing band. One album, they did a a second album, which you you don't don't listen to. No. But anyway, yes, Brian is right. Drones are dangerous. We're all going to die. The world is ending. In the news... And just speaking of prints, if you want to give a brief tribute through your browser today, uh, there is a Chrome extension that will turn all text into Prince text, meaning, you know, the two and fours and you and all of that sort of stuff. It's kind of cute and clever. Okay. <laughs> and that's about it. Uh, oh, this is yeah. one of my favorite stories. Well, one of the memes that uh, the only meme I posted yesterday was uh, was an image that had, you know, been hacked, a CNN kind of thing that said, uh, you know, more, more, you know, depressing news from the music industry. Kanye West found alive in his apartment. i've seen that with justin bieber too on the onion yeah (laughs) like sadly justin bieber's still alive (laughs) yes uh, terrible terrible news uh but uh a man is suing kanye west uh because he lied about his album being exclusive to title now when kanye west was uh, about to release his album and obviously he's got some stake in title and etc etc he went on and on and on and he said uh he made it very clear on twitter writing my album will never 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 be on Apple. It will never, ever be for sale. You can only get it on title. Now, lo and behold, a few months later, it's on Apple Music. It's on Spotify. It's on all the streaming services. And uh, so Justin Baker Rhett uh, feels cheated and he is suing Kanye. You know what? Good for him. Good. I Good think for he him. should. 
I think this is a load of crap. I think it's, it's a, you know, it's horrible business practices. You can't, it's like saying we are the only place that will sell hamburgers forever. <laughs> you can't lie to drum up business for your streaming service. Well, Especially if you're a shareholder. Well, then let's let's think about every band that has had a farewell tour of six times. <laughs> you know, I know. <laughs> I drop up tickets as well. It's kind yeah, of yeah, like the Rolling Stones. How many times have they had a farewell tour? At least four or five at this point. Yes, yes. So it, you know, uh, people in the music business lie. Oh, big surprise. Yeah, yeah. But so, anyway, uh, um, and if you would actually, if you're a Kanye West fan, you're probably not listening to this show. <laughs> you're probably not listening to this show, but. If you go to Calabasas, um, there's a uh, McDonald's where Kanye goes almost every day. And uh, you can I, see Kanye at the drive-thru every day in Calabasas because he likes his McDonald's. So you roll through the McDonald's drive-thru at a Bentley? Yes. That's actually, amazing. he does. I, I'm not joking. I am not joking. He <laughs> goes through the drive-thru at McDonald's in a Bentley every day almost. Yeah. Uh, so a friend of the show, Hannah, sent me this link and asked me my thoughts about this. Uh, this is on Salon. Uh, don't blame YouTube for screwing musicians. Blame Metallica. Their fight with Napster set the tone for today's crummy digital deals. Uh, yes and no. Uh, the reason this is in the news right now is Metallica manager Peter Mensch uh, has started to... Uh, is, is, is he a Mensch? Uh, he is something. Uh, <laughs> he did an interview with BBC Radio 4 on the music business, and uh, he called YouTube the devil. <laughs> yeah, uh, just, uh, yeah, YouTube, they're the devil. Okay. Yeah, so, and if someone doesn't do something about YouTube, we're screwed. It's over. Somebody turn off the lights. I would argue you guys screwed the pooch, and it's been over for a longer time than that, because even getting you, as we've discussed many times on the show, even just getting over to paid uh, streaming services is not making the artist any money. Now, is Metallica to blame for all this? Well, no. Uh, they certainly screwed the pooch. They were definitely the idiots back when Napster was going on uh, yeah. that really, really screwed things up by going after the people that were downloading rather than the service, uh, wanting massive, like $100,000 fines to like 12-year-old girls that had downloaded their one track. Grandmothers, on. you know, and all these people, uh, yeah. So they turned they turned the public sympathy away from, from the bands and from the artists and especially what, you know... It, it somehow became just Metallica, who were these multimillionaires going after people who just downloaded a song for free. Fire was, bad. Yeah, fire bad. Not <laughs> thinking about the smaller artists who don't have the millions that Metallica has, et cetera, et cetera. So public perception was turned through Metallica, and the labels had an opportunity at that moment to step in and be rational, and they chose not to do that either. So not really entirely Metallica's fault, but they certainly didn't fucking help. They didn't help. And and the fact that, that Napster had already built in the service to pay the artists and it got thrown out the window with yeah. this whole Metallica lawsuit, you have to remember yeah. that history. That history well, yeah, is there, you know? You had an opportunity to basically have paid streaming, sort they of. They would have been Apple Music. Right they, would, they would have been iTunes before iTunes. And, and instead, we basically had a 10-year gap where music was uh, de facto free. Uh, and we raised an entire generation of people that just don't want to pay for it. So yeah, that's, so that's, yeah, Lar Lars, go fuck yourself. Exactly. Uh, Lars will never be on our U.S. currency. I think that's safe to say. But uh, our <laughs> currency is. Do you like my transition there? I thought that was pretty good. That was really uh, good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm saying. Uh, Things are changing, uh, unfortunately, not until 2030. So, But uh, all of this has been announced. Um, we're getting new historical figures in the $5, the $10, and the $20 bills. So let's get to know them very quickly. On the front of the 20, we will be having Harriet Tubman. She obviously uh, started the Underground Railroad. And I did not know this. When the Civil War began, Tubman actually became a spy for the Union. 
Good for yeah. No, I did. I didn't know that either. That's actually a very good piece of trivia. Yes, very good. I think it might come up in my pub trivia this week. I was going to say, Mister Pub Trivia. Maybe that'll <laughs> that'll put you over the edge. Uh, I will not be attending pub trivia this week because we have the rescheduled Lush show. So I'm more excited about that. Anyways, on the back of the ten, the ten dollar bill is becoming basically the feminist bill. You're getting Susan B. Anthony, who uh, you know, uh, basically a lot of people that left left led the suffragette movement. Elizabeth. Uh, so Katie's are they going to get rid of that goddamn Susan B. Anthony dollar? Oh, now it's a Sacagawea. But uh, yeah, the dollar I coin, think, I, I don't think that those are in, uh, I don't even know if they're still making them. Who knows? Uh, I, I went to I went to a store the other day and a guy gave me 10 of them, ten, well, I mean, $10 coins, because he's like, uh, I've only got a few uh, singles left. So you get these. I'm like, are you are you are you kidding me? I'm not sure if they're still <laughs> making them, but uh, certainly they haven't pulled them out of circulation. Oh, no, there's no, they, they still make them. Yes, they're, they, they still make them because if you even in San Francisco, if you go to like the BART station or whatever, that's how they give you change. Okay. is is with dollar coins well, they don't yeah, give you the bills let's let's be focused on our ire here let's not worry about that let's focus on the penny if we're Sorry. gonna stop anything let's stop the damn penny don't yes. distract they get confused then yes. focused we need focused attention on stopping the penny the penny must die all right so continuing on the ten dollar bill i'm assuming they're not going to be in a big line like the mount rushmore of women's rights i'm assuming this will just be random on on bills uh susan b anthony elizabeth katie stanton Lucretia Mott, Alice Paul, and Sojourner Truth will be on that. On the five, we are getting Marian Anderson and Eleanor Roosevelt and Martin Luther King Jr. So it's more uh, civil rights there. So cool. Yeah, hey, it's about time to change the damn money. I think so. It's time to change it up. Yeah. No, I mean, I go to Europe and the European money is is beautiful and they change it all the time. They change, well, change the people. Still not going to be beautiful. It's going to look the exact damn same. It's just going to have different people on it. I don't know. I think they're going to try and fix it. I mean, look at the new hundreds. The new hundreds are actually pretty nice. All right. I, uh, I, I, but what I think we need to... Kanye rolling in his Bentley into the McDonald's. <laughs> I just think we need bigger bills. Um, but then then you have a whole problem with change machines and things like that. Yes, yeah. that's a lot of infrastructure. Uh, Airbnb has not necessarily pivoted, but augmented. They are okay. trying. To, they're trying to do hipster city guides as a content commerce play to get people to you know travel more. Did you just say a hipster city guide? Yes, I did. Okay, it's city guides for millennials to get them to go use uh, the Airbnbs. You know, here's a good spot to go sit and look at your phone because that's what you that's guys. What do. they do? Yes, <laughs> they go to a vegan restaurant and look at their goddamn phone. Yeah. So uh, you know, whatever. Um, I ran across this article, which I found fascinating. Um, I'm not going to get into too deep of detail here because it's a very long article. But if you have any interest in what people are doing with their finances and how we've you know talked about how the middle class is going away and uh, how we're not necessarily helping with that process, I think you need to read this. This is called Four Men with Four Very Different Incomes Open About the Lives They Can Afford. This is off Esquire. Um, <clears throat> saying basically the poverty line for a family of three is 20,000 a year. Median household income in America is 53,000. Politicians draw 250,000 as the line between the middle and upper classes. And the true starting point of real wealth remains a cool million dollars. And they basically tried to find one guy in each of these income levels and have them talk about what life they live and how they deal with their finances. Absolutely fascinating. I I have to read this. Yes, this sounds this sounds completely fascinating. I, I think it will um it will make you question what you're doing. It will make you uh, take a deeper oh, well, look at finances. Uh, too late on that one. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, Way I'm too late on that one. Generic but. you, like all the listeners as well. Jason. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. Uh, it's a very very good read. Um, 
Another thing I found, uh, how will Facebook make money off live video? Just look at TV. I filed this under the no shit. Uh, of course, commercials that's going with it. Yeah, but not <laughs> not pre-rolls. They're going to go to interstitials, which is, we know, is basically the standard broadcast ad method that we are all quite used to for years and years and years. Okay. Well, now, well that's, I'll, yeah, that's what they got. Trust me, I'd rather have an interstitial than a pre-roll because pre-rolls piss me off so much because if I'm if I'm going to a Facebook video for a 30-second video that I want to see yes. about, you know, a, tur- to, a turtle humping a shoe, then I have to wait 30 seconds before I can even get to my 30 seconds. Yeah, it's a little ridiculous. So I'm just uh, throwing this out there, TiVo. I think I've got a pivot for you. You need to figure out a way to go boop, 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 boop during Facebook videos. Okay. A little fast forward. <laughs> I've said that this is the year of unbundling, and apparently even the cable companies heard me. Comcast is uh, basically saying, we are going to get rid of the cable box, and we're going to just make an app that will run on your smart TV. No. No. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Why? I don't want a smart TV. Well, yeah, you're still going to be stuck in, in that area but uh, everybody know, else already has it and look at it i think this is a really good thing because we're all paying to rent cable boxes and uh sometimes that gets up to over 230 dollars a year to rent those stupid things that goes away better for the consumer it's also better for for comcast because they don't have to manufacture these things anymore of course well they never manufacture motorola manufactures them so well, it's, 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 a de- it's a debt it's a debt so if you have motorola stock sell now yeah, that's a really good idea. Seriously, sell sell your Motorola stock because those are the main providers of almost all the cable boxes that Comcast sells. Yes, and you would think then that they would be able to lower their prices for the app or offer, you know, uh, individual. Well, why would they do that? We all know that's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> no, we know that's not going to happen. Eh, it's yeah. ridiculous. And, and um, the MIT Technology Review has a deep dive into Magic Leap and how mysterious it is and how we just kind of have vague ideas of what they're going to do. But it all sounds pretty cool. And I, I begrudgingly going, I'm still intrigued by Magic Leap. I am too. And did you did you finally watch the video that I posted on Up to Speed this week? I did. Isn't that cool? It's cool. We'll see how it actually works in real life. Yeah, that's exactly it. We'll see how it works in real life. We ha- We don't know what the headset looks like. We have no idea about any of that stuff, but the video itself that was actual in-camera footage was pretty neat. It was I got to pre- give them that. I mean, I have talk, a about, talk about the gamification of your entire real life. That's I, really what I think that they're going to end up going for. I think so, too. I, I, I will probably just use it more for the augmented reality purposes than the gaming thing because I don't like gamifying my life, but I, I agree with you there. Unfortunately, I have a feeling it might not be until 2030 when we can use those new dollars to pay for these things to get it. <laughs> well, you, you, you don't have your Oculus Rift on pre-order? Uh, I do not, but I know some places that do. Most of the uh, rooms in Vegas and the hotels in Vegas because VR porn is going to be offered as room service. Why would you need VR porn in Vegas when you can get a hooker? It, it, you can't walk down the street for more than six feet without somebody handing you a business card to get a hooker. Why uh, would you want VR porn? Because Maybe hook- diseases, but yeah, I because guess. hookers are only $19.99. Uh, no, wait. The other way around. The other, the, way around the other way around, yes. The VR I'm port- like, they got $19.99. Like, now, uh, no. I don't know about you, but I, I never use the, even the coffee machines in a hotel room, uh, much less would I want to rent one of these things to strap onto my head for my VR porn, knowing <laughs> what people had just done with this in the room next uh, door. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> 
just yes, yes. Bring bring your own handy wipes. <laughs> I, yeah, I usually I wipe down the goddamn TV remote when I get into a room. You absolutely <laughs> should, because the first thing I do at a hotel in Vegas is rub my balls on everything. So see, it's people like you. It is. I ruin everything. I am. I, I am the ruinator. But. Well, yeah, and you've got a good buddy in Ev Williams. Yes, Evan Williams is a, is actually a very good friend and who I did buy a lap dance for at a strip club. So, yes, I know yes, Evan. I know Evan very well. And he is also ruining things such as online publishing. Uh, you are a big fan of Medium. No, I'm uh, a big fan of the tools that they built, but Medium itself I'm not a fan of yet. Um, no, I was being ironic. Yes. Oh, oh, oh well. Okay. Well, supposedly there's this big tech funding crunch that we've talked about, but apparently this does not apply to Medium. Uh, they have raised another $50 million. Fifty-seven million. Oh, just oh no, they just yeah. after it raised fifty-seven million. So they're up to at least a hundred million. And an update to the story: investors value the company at six hundred million dollars. That's actually pretty cheap compared to most companies that just you know fart into a billion-dollar valuation. You know, yes. <laughs> and Medium actually provides some value. Um, yeah. Which is which is interesting. Uh, and the really crazy thing, I mean, this is how the rich people keep getting richer. Evan Williams is worth well over a billion dollars. And there's still and they just that's that's the thing with the rich people. They don't spend their own money. They take nope. other people's money and spend it's, it. It's very smart if you can get to that point. Yeah. Um, I figured out a way that we might get there though, Jason. How? How are we? I found the perfect job for us. Okay. What is it? This is uh, all throughout our careers. I think you and I have both suffered from from being realists and from looking at projects and going, are you fucking kidding me? This is never going <laughs> to happen. We wouldn't have a show. Um, well, in, in the show would have been called, are you fucking kidding me? But iTunes wouldn't let us use that. So. That's true. And, and thus far, with that really has not gone well for us uh, in terms of financial gain or even gainful employment. However. Okay. I'm listening. Far, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all ears. A smart forward thinking company finally seems to appreciate our very special set of skills, Jason. And who's that? Alphabet's X division, formerly known as Google X. They have done this big article and talk uh, where uh, they basically say, we are encouraging our teams to raise concerns about projects' ability to succeed and are frequently rewarding people for killing them off. Oh, my God. The perfect We're job. We're so into that one. We, we need to, We're we, doing it for free on the stupid podcast. Oh. We, could, we could have an office that has, like, a skateboard on it and all the other crap that Google people do. We could take breaks to go surfing. There's food. There's, there's, there's really good food. I've, I've eaten at Google. There's very good. He did, speaking of Evan Williams, he took me to the cafe and he gave me some really good food. So, yeah, no, we should. We should. Why have they not called us yet? I don't know. This is a recently released video from this year's TED conference. X's captain of moonshots. His name is Astro Teller. I've heard of him. Yeah. Well, Astro Actually, I think us- I've met Astro. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jason, call him. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to, to definitely have a chat with Astro because I, this is there, right up our alley. There was not a tailor-made job for us. I just don't know. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, because think of the vocabulary. Wrong. 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 That's all we have to say is all day long. Wrong. Oh, except for our follow-up section where we go, yeah, we were right about that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, that one's and, good. Uh, wrong, wrong. Yeah, that one's wrong. good. Okay, wrong. 
I think our, you know, our track record is pretty solid. Uh, the last thing I found this week, uh, this is just kind of fun. Uh, some of the brutal memes that Googlers created about Tony Fidel and Nest uh, when the big hullabaloo about Nest came in and uh, they did their talk about how the, you know we're we're a part of Alphabet and gosh darn it, we're going to be okay. Oh, well, and, they, and they were killing the Revolve and yes. And a lot and, of oh, and by the way, I finally found out the numbers on that thing because okay. we were like, you know, when they said that they were going to do personal customer service. Yes. For the people that had bought them. They yes. sold less than 10,000 units. Yeah, no wonder they're just going person by person. Exactly. Method. There's no point in doing a big payout or yeah. anything. It doesn't make any sense. Less than 10,000 units. And it's yeah, like, it's Anyways, uh, some really funny stuff in the memes. Uh, link is in the show notes. Uh, it's worth a chuckle. And I, what I am impressed by is how uh, how well the Googlers have kind of kept up with all the current memes and stuff going around the nets. They, they're spot on with a lot of this stuff. Yeah, except they're not spot on with their April Fool's Day joke with the mic drop. <laughs> so. Yeah, that was dumb. <laughs> that was dumb. Security? Ha! A federal judge has thrown out evidence in a child abuse imagery case. Okay. Um, this is this is an important actual case because it has to do with the dark web, mm-hmm. but it also has to do with the FBI illegally putting uh, malware on people's computers to track them. Yes. And not following the letter of the law by getting the proper warrants before doing it. And it's one of those horrible cases because obviously we don't want this out there but the ends do not justify the means. And we are supposedly in a society that is ruled by law and we cannot have our people breaking that. No, exactly. So, you know, as, as horrible as it is that this is getting thrown out, I'm sure they'll go after him again. Or maybe these people will figure out not to use the dark web because the dark web ain't so dark anymore. People, um, (laughs) (laughs) see, see, see some previous episodes of grumpy old geeks for that. Um, but yeah, no, this, the, these people are horrible people, and um, but the problem is when the government goes after you, they need to do it properly. Yes. So uh, that is the entirety of our security segment <laughs> this week because, yeah, it's, this is all you need to know. Yep. That's the week in security. It's actually not, but uh, <laughs> it's the week in security that we found because we've been busy <laughs> and go, go listen to up to speed for the rest of the security news. But yes. And uh, with ransomware becoming a multi-billion dollar industry, that's the yep, big one. That was the big news this week, really. So we talked about that a lot uh, and uh, yeah, we'll have more in the future. Comment of the week. This first review comes in from iTunes from Mike Ness's guitar pick. Okay. Mike Ness's <laughs> social distortion. Pick. I'm a huge social distortion fan. So I'm like, Hey, well, Mike Ness's guitar pick. Thank you very much. If you know what a Commodore 64 is and like dogs, this is the show you have been looking for. Oh That's boy. right. Bam, bam into his house. Oh God, I'm getting drunk already. Shot, shot, shot. Brian and Jason are a great team and balance each other out with their different perspectives. If you grew up during the 80s and experienced the dot-com boom in the 90s and 2000s, you will connect with Brian, German beer drinking developer who has seen it all, <laughs> which I love that, and Jason, the sensitive dog-loving Prius hater. Sensitive? But in theory... You have should- not been listening to this show. Yeah, but... If- but in theory, should love to drive a Prius. I have driven a Prius. They fucking suck. Um, they were at the beginning of the dot-com boom and have a perspective that you won't find on similar podcasts. If you love music, technology, and dogs, or Jason's dogs, you really dig this show. I like this guy so much. They cover the... They, 
whiskey. <laughs> they cover the latest technology trends. <laughs> I'm, I'm crying out here. I'm laughing too hard. Uh, this includes topics such as security, latest gadgets, pop culture, books, and it's their perspective in chemistry that makes this show interesting. If you're in your 30s and 40s, you will connect. If you're a millennial, please stop texting, swiping, and liking, and just listen to the complete show. You'll dig it as well, I promise. Yes, they are old. Yes, they are grumpy. Listen, and you will be hooked. Thank you, Mike Ness's guitar pick. I, I, I am a fan. Thank you. I am looking forward to Mike Ness's uh, amplifier writing in next week. Yes, yes. No, and, and I love this one so much. I actually had to put in our show notes dibs on this read. Yes, I saw. <laughs> well, I couldn't read it. I have to stop and do shots all the time. Yes, well, there you go. Uh, we got another five-star rating on iTunes. Uh, this is from Toby Patterson. Should try. Uh, usually nice to listen to. Usually. Usually. Yes. Brain provides great historical insight. That's right. That's uh, I'm Pinky and the Brain. Uh, and Jason loves his iPads. Live goes on. You know what? I'll take it anyway. Yeah, me too. <laughs> okay, brain. <laughs> All right. If you'd like to send in uh, something or ask us a question or just uh, talk about Jason's dogs, you can find us on Twitter at GOG Podcast, on Instagram at Grumpy Old Geeks, or at Patreon at patreon.com slash GOG. Oh, and by the way, thank you for all the Instagram likes. That is kind of cool. That's insane a- how, how many people are liking our Instagram photos. I was just like, I just get like, notif- notifications all day long. I'm like, really? I know. Wow. I know. Well, I've been stepping up the uh, the show artwork game a little bit. You know, you so. have. I, I give you give you props for that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We have a website at grumpyoldgeeks.com where you can listen to shows, leave feedback, or better yet, ask us questions that we can read on the air. If you have friends, one would hope you do. Please tell them about the show. And please, if you like the show, drop us an iTunes review. They really do help us out. It'll only take a minute or two. Just go to grumpyoldgeeks.com slash iTunes, and it will take you right there. library i have a book mm-hmm. i know you don't have a book but i have a book i do not i'm still working my way through the second uh, laundry files so i've been reading Mindwise: why we misunderstand what others think believe feel and want by uh, nicholas epley oh okay He's a, he's a teacher at the university of chicago or a professor at the university of chicago very smart guy and it's a book about, you know, the lies we tell ourselves and how we don't really understand what everybody else is saying. And it will kind of shake your moral foundation as to how you perceive other people. Yeah. It's a really, really interesting book because we talk about psychology a lot. Yeah. And, and this actually reminds me a lot of what uh, the entire You Are Not So Smart podcast is about, which yes, I yes. love. I love that podcast. Yeah, I do too. Um, this guy, it, this is like you are not so smart, but on like super steroids, right? This guy, the science is and really, stuff. Well, yes, he's a he. He does actual studies, and uh, some of the stuff that, that he's come up with is just fascinating, and just the lies we tell ourselves every day. Mm-hmm. It, that that part alone will just be like it'll snap you out of some of the stupid shit you tell yourself. <laughs> I highly recommend this book, and uh, I'm going to talk to him on one of my other shows, and uh, maybe we'll even have him on Grumpy Old Geeks at some point because, um, yeah, no, it's this is an amazing find. I can't, I'm so happy I found this book. Excellent. I will have to check this out at some point. <laughs> John Wick, mm-hmm. one of my favorite movies of the past couple of years where Keanu is a badass. Get, do I have to pour out another shot here? Yes, you do. God damn it. Get, get, get your whiskey ready because I didn't understand John Wick until I got a puppy. And then once I got a puppy, 
I the the entire premise of the movie resonated with me. But John Wick Chapter Two is coming out, and this time the, with a cat. <laughs> oh, you threw me off on that one. <laughs> yes, uh, but uh, the responses from CinemaCon, which is where they show movies to uh, theater owners who that you know want to buy the movies and put them on their screens, uh, has apparently been fantastic. And they say that he kills even more people in this movie. Can't wait. All right. John Wick Chapter One was an amazing movie. I loved it. Can't recommend it highly. <laughs> can't recommend it highly? I can't recommend it highly enough is what oh, I was going to say. But go. then I was thinking, uh, what, what other adverbs could I throw in? And then I just spaced on the highly. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, Twilight Zone is coming back. What? Sort of. uh, for, you know, the original by Rod Serling debuted in CBS in 1959. We did have a remake in the 80s, I believe. Was it the 80s or early 90s when it came back? I, uh, I don't remember the remake. I didn't, uh, I didn't know it, they did that. It yeah. didn't last a very long time. Yeah, that's that's probably why you don't remember it. So it was back briefly, but now they're bringing it back again with a twist. What's the twist? It's basically a choose your own adventure. What? How how are they going to do that? It's not going to be on regular TV. It'll be online. Oh, Uh, is it going to be on the Oculus Rift? uh, Hey, (laughs) there's a marketing opportunity for them. Uh, It's written and directed by game creator Ken Levine, who is best known for the Bioshock series. So it'll be online. There will be points and times where you will have to make a choice as to what you're going to do. So every episode can be consumed multiple times with several different outcomes, which is something that only children have time to do. Hence the Choose Your Own Adventure books only being for kids. And his name's Ken Levine, not Ken Levine. But (laughs) again, I I have to, I have to, I'm going to have to spend the entire next episode finding these people's doing interviews. So I hear how their names are (laughs) pronounced because all I do is read them. Okay. Well, wait, wait till till we get to the shout outs at the end of the show, because I'm going to blow your mind with my pronunciation on uh, one of them. So. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Anyways, I, I I don't I don't have I just want to see a well done story. I don't want to pick and choose. I don't want stories that are so fluid that they can have multiple endings. Uh, anyways, there it is. Okay. Uh, well, know, th- then just don't buy your Oculus Rift. <laughs> I was set. not planning on it, so we're good there. And in uh, final media news, Doctor Drew is finally going to leave Loveline after three decades on the air. This was announced uh, this week. His last episode will be next Thursday with former co-host and comedian Adam Carolla making an appearance as a special co-host for the night. Uh, the other host of the show, I can't even remember who's doing it now. Mike yeah, Cather- he, yeah, he Cather- left. He left uh, like yeah. like a couple weeks ago, and I liked him. I thought he was a yeah. good guy. But- it is uh, unclear if the show will continue i don't think that mtv slash uh k-rock or whoever is actually funding it these days will probably no it's westwood one westwood one i don't think it's going to continue i don't know how they're going to find the host and and again dr drew's been the bedrock of it been there the whole time um yeah, you know, I yeah, they've kind of already teased this because Dr. Drew does a podcast on with Adam Carolla on the Adam Carolla Network, which is now the Podcast One Network. There's going to be basically the Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla doing Loveline Again podcast being announced very shortly. I don't know if I'm in for that or not, because the Adam and Dr. Drew show, I don't actually care for. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's not really that wouldn't, you know, it was always teenagers. That was the demo for Loveline and it will continue to be so. Yeah, yeah, because once you get old, you just don't care anymore. <laughs> But yeah, once you get old, if you've got something weird on your penis, you go to the doctor. You don't call a radio show. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Moron of the week. 
Damien Hirst is an avant-garde artist type. He was quite massive in England at the period of time that I was living there, like in the uh, very, very late 90s, early 2000s. Um, I've never entirely, well, I'm not so great with modern art to begin with, but uh, Damien Hirst in particular, who I never quite got. Is uh, he the guy that did the shark thing? Was like yeah. the shark in the gel? He did a lot of that. That was one of his main things. He okay, would, he okay. would cut animals in half or, you know, place entire animals in formaldehyde in boxes. And that was considered art. Yeah. Yeah. No, we had a piece of his at one of my offices. Yeah. And it, it was just like terrible. Yeah. And, <laughs> I don't think he's a very good artist. Yeah. Dead cow, a calf, a lamb. Some of these, uh, he did these artworks a l- quite a long time ago. They're still kicking around. Uh, it, 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 uh, they were in a 2012 show at the Tate Modern in London. And what they discovered, unfortunately, is that the uh, tanks were leaking and may have made workers sick, according to findings published in the journal Analytical Method and Employees Interviews with the Times of London. Uh, they, and a gallery assistant told the newspaper that she felt sick throughout the exhibition but blamed it on exhaustion at the time. Unfortunately, that wasn't it. They were all breathing in heavy amounts of formaldehyde. Yeah, okay. Because he didn't build his art very well. <laughs> well, I, I still, I still don't even call it art. Yeah, I don't really get it either. Um, and then I ran across this, and I almost, I kind of wish it was a joke, and I was hoping there was some sort of onion-esque thing involved with this, but apparently there's not. Uh, the latest battleground for racism is uh, grammar. Uh, this is a video that you can watch uh, from I can't uh, Mona Chalibi. Think I got that one right? I'll, I'll let you. I'll let, let that one slide. Yeah. Okay. All right. So she I can't, I can't uh, open it because it'll probably autoplay and then ruin the whole show. So probably, yeah, she writes for the guardian. She does a lot of news and analysis about the presidential election here in the U S and she's currently working on a documentary entitled is Britain racist. Um, well, Betteridge's law of headlines will say no. Yes. Well, yeah. Anyways, uh, in this video, she argues that, uh, the white patriarchy is, are the only people that have time for schooling and knowledge and learn rules and standards for language. So, uh, if you are a grammar snob and you don't like it when people don't follow rules or standards for language, then you are therefore racist. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. That is why I put it in the section, Jason. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So we all know the concept of the black hole. Things go in, nothing ever comes out. That's the theory, yes. We have seen this in many a sci-fi movie. Uh, We have seen this in many a real science. (laughs) Many a real science. Yes. (laughs) Don't be a grammar snob, you racist. Oh, God. Cannot be a grammar snob. That makes you racist. Okay. But apparently, NASA has finally saw something come out of a black hole for the first time ever. They have no idea what it means, but it, lots of science will now concur, and we will find out, hopefully. This is pretty cool. <laughs> Two of NASA's space telescopes, including the Nuclear Spectroscopic Telescopic Array, New Star, uh, miraculously observed a black hole's corona launched away from the supermassive black hole, then a massive pulse of X-ray energy spewed out after that. So what exactly happened? They have no idea, but science will commence. Okay, let there be science. Exactly. <laughs> it's cool, man. Yeah, no. I mean, it. it's... Here's the thing. It's X-ray energy that's spewed out. It's not actual physical particles, so... But they've never seen anything come out. Yeah. No, so, we just... There, there's so much we just don't understand about the universe. That, yes. Like... Uh, like replicating any study that we do currently. Yes, yes. And and when, when you guys figure out what dark matter is, then give me a call. But at this point... Just that, keep, keep sciencing it on. Isn't dark matter where the child porn is? Closing shout outs. 
So my closing shout out this week goes to Prince. Yes, I'm sad that you're gone. I'm sad that I'm just sad about the whole damn thing. You know, it sucks. <laughs> it's it really sucks. You know, we'll have no more little red Corvettes or symbols naming well, who you are. Let's, let's be somewhat honest. He hasn't written a little red Corvette in quite some time. That's true. He has not had a hit in a very long time. But you know what? He was an artist at heart and yes, just he wanted was. to be left alone and do his art. So and I will always, always respect the batshit crazy true artists out there. Yes, absolutely. I, I, that's the thing. I respected Prince. And um, I'm sad Not so much gone. the Batman soundtrack. That part of the Batshit Crazy a little. No. <laughs> the Batman shit crazy. Yes. Um, <laughs> I wish we could use that as a title. <laughs> anyway, no, you will be missed, my friend. You will be missed. And I want to throw out a uh, shout out to Rohan Gunatalaki from Budify. <laughs> yeah, see? Yeah. I can pronounce some shit too, motherfucker. Um, right. No, he was just, uh, he, he threw us a couple Twitter tweets. Cool. That's, that's what they do on Twitter. Yes. Um, they, they send us tweets on Twitter. Uh, but um, yeah, if you guys aren't on Bootify, definitely recommend checking it out because it's one of our favorite apps. I still use it all the time. As do I. I, I love that damn app. Um, and I want to give a shout out to uh, uh, Prince wasn't the only big, uh, well, big. Yes, Prince was the only big name in music that died this week. But another important name in music, at least to me, passed away this week as well. Uh, Culture jamming avant-garde musical collective Negative Land has announced that one of its founding members, Richard Lyons, died on Tuesday of Oh, no. Due to uh, melanoma. Um, I, Negative Land, you know, it's not something you'd throw on at a dance party, but Negative no, Land. It's not. <laughs> Negative Land is one of those important alt bands that uh, kind of just really, really important stuff. So, I, and, and I think Bob told me this, uh, Robert Fogarty, friend of the show, like he went to one of the, the their shows and the smoke machine was they would put a toaster on stage mm-hmm. and just let the toast burn <laughs> to make the smoke. Yes, we, I, think, we, I think that was negative land. I could be wrong. It might have been uh, Neubauten, but actually it was probably Neubauten. Well, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of similarities between the two, you know. Yes, so. and we also lost China from uh, the WWE, um, which I still prefer to call the WWF. She she left us the, yesterday and, uh, well, she left us a couple of days ago. They just <laughs> found her yesterday. Um, but she was only 45. It's sad. That's that's pretty young, but uh, from all understanding, a limited understanding of her life, because I was not a wrestling fan or anything like that, she was quite troubled. She was very troubled. She was on uh, Dr. Drew's Celebrity Rehab, uh, for for instance, but I saw her wrestle several times in person, and she was... She was a force of nature. I mean, they they called her the ninth wonder of the world for a reason. Uh, I still try and block out the Playboy shoot she did, but um, that was, that was not good. I'm sure they're going to port that porn she did into VR that oh. you could then get into your hotel room in Vegas. Uh, see how I tied yeah, all see, that yeah, together? Yeah. See, that's usually my job, and I didn't even go there. So that's how bad that was. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Anyway, we didn't kill anyone this week, so it's none, none of this is our fault. It's not our fault, although to be fair, I did tweet a Prince meme three weeks ago, which I had never done before in my life, so I might take some of the blame here. You are a bastard. Grumpy Old Geeks is a partially fan-supported show. Check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash GOG. We really appreciate your support. If you don't want to or can't donate but still want to support the show, please go to grumpyoldgeeks.com slash iTunes and leave us a few words and five stars or tell a friend about the show. Intro music for the show is provided by the band Among Us. You can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and Apple Music. Or you can donate through the Grumpy Old Geeks Patreon page at patreon.com slash GOG to get 10 exclusive tracks. Outro music for the show is provided by Andy Stochansky, who I finally got to meet and is a super cool dude. 
You can follow Andy at twitter.com slash house of Andy. And he's also on SoundCloud at grumpyoldgeeks.com slash Andy. Show notes for all the links discussed in this episode can be found at grumpyoldgeeks.com slash 157. And if you want to hear more from us Monday through Thursday, you can't anymore because we are putting up to speed on hold. Dig if you will, this podcast. 